0: best Hi hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Manifest with Tori D. Simone. I'm your host, Tori D. Simone, and I'm so excited to talk about today's episode, which is six months that I've not drank alcohol. And I'm really excited to dive deep into this today and just talk about all things that have to do with alcohol and not drinking and what I've learned and how it's different from my episode that I made at 30 Days. And I know that I get a lot of questions about this um, still, like to this day. So I know a lot of you guys are interested in it. And I've been seeing, like, I don't know if this is, you know, law of attraction and anything like that. But I've been seeing so many people on Instagram and um, when I had TikTok, TikTok, all being um, sober curious and everyone's like, oh, like I want to stop drinking, this and that. And um I think that's great. Um if you want to not drink and whether it's for, you know, a week or a couple days or a couple weeks or a couple months, I think it's great. Um so it's been cool to see a lot of people posting mocktails and that they are interested in not drinking and that they're kind of just like moving on from like the culture of it. Um whether it be forever or for a short time, I think it's cool to see. And I just feel like very supported, honestly. And I know that my podcast is not like making waves in like the not drinking community, um, but it's cool to be part of that conversation. And I don't know what the like catapult was for this conversation. I know that Andrew Huberman's podcast really changed a lot for me in terms of drinking and why I wanted to just not drink alcohol for thirty days, and why that thirty days has now turned into six months. Um, so maybe that has something to do with it. I feel like there's been a trend in uh, of people not drinking since he released that, um, at least from what I've seen. Who knows? Um, but it also could be just now that I'm not drinking, I just notice a lot more people that aren't drinking. And they tend to be a lot of people that I really, really respect, such as Andrew Huberman, such as Jay Shetty, Melissa Wood Health. Like there, it's so funny that I call her Melissa Wood Health as if health is like her last name. But what I'm getting at is that there's just a lot of people that I admire and I respect and I have for a very long time. And then to find out that they also do not drink um, has been pretty cool, I will say. So um, that's been interesting and fun to feel like I'm in some sort of club with people that I really admire. But anyway, before I get like too deep into this episode, how are you? Did you guys even recognize my podcast this morning when it came across your feed? Did you? Yes. New cover art, new description, new bio, just a little bit of a refresh. It's not a rebrand because it's the same show, but just a little bit of a refresh for Manifest. I got my old cover art in like 2019 when I was still talking a lot about Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like the show has always been pretty consistent with our content, but I was definitely talking like a little bit more about business. So I wanted it to be aligned very much. So with like stride colors, but since 2019, I have grown so much. I feel like the show has evolved so much and stride is still a huge part of my life, but I have other parts of my life too that are just as big. So I really wanted it to be just like what I felt like represented me. And this new podcast cover is exactly that. Um, I feel like it's bright. It's like profesh, but still like fun and playful and like super cutie. And I really like it. I hope you guys like it as well. Um, and if you guys could just rate the show five stars, it helps so much with ratings, getting on the charts and sharing whenever you guys put them, like the show on your story, um, from Spotify or Apple, podcast it just helps the show so much like putting in a story texting the link to a friend it helps the show so so much so if you guys like today's episode you like the new podcast cover and you wanted to show some extra love to the show just give it a quick rate um and it really would mean a lot for the show and to me so thank you in advance for doing that um, I also have a YouTube channel for this podcast. It is the Manifest with Tori DeSimone YouTube channel. And if you guys are watching it, then you would have seen that I got ready today. I put little braids in my hair. I don't know if you can see. Let me try and pull one out. Mm-hmm. Little braids. Um, if you guys watched my last video that I put up on YouTube, I was explaining on like my personal YouTube, which is just Tori Simone. I was explaining that I want to start getting ready, but I really spent the last like this week, I've been very intentional with my time and with my to-do list specifically. I'm reading this book. It's called 4,000 Weeks, and it's a great book about productivity. I'm listening to it on my runs, but anyway, um, it's wonderful, and it talks about productivity so this week I was like I'm going to be very very intentional with my to-do list and very intentional with my work and all the other small tasks that feel really really important I can get to like later in the day but I need to be doing things that build my career and build um, you know myself first so I do the most important things at the beginning of the day and then like admin stuff in the later parts of the day so anyway, all of this is to say that I've been very intentional with my time. And part of the things that I wanted to be intentional with was getting ready again because when I get ready, I just show up better all around. I feel like I'm a better worker, I'm better at like I honestly eat better because I'm like I want to like internally show up for myself. I feel like I'm a better partner. I just feel like better all around. Um, so instead of the term getting ready, I've been using the term presenting myself to the universe because how we dress and you know, what we think goes out to the universe, how we talk goes out to the universe, who we associate ourselves with goes out to the universe. So of course, same goes for how we present ourselves, how we do our hair, our makeup, how we dress, things like that. So instead of like getting ready, I'm trying to view it as I'm presenting myself because when I say like getting ready, I'm always like, oh, I can just push that over to the side. Like I don't need to do that. Like that's wasted time that I could be doing other things. But when I phrase it as I'm presenting myself to the universe, it's like this is how I want the universe to see me today and how I want to perceive myself today. And I always feel better after I did it. Like I did it yesterday. I did it today. And I just feel better. And I feel like I'm podcasting better. I feel like I'm chattier. I had like a gorgeous breakfast right before this. I'm drinking a London Fog, which is like my current go-to drink. Last week, I mentioned that I have been not drinking as much caffeine And then on Monday and Tuesday of this week, I had a cup of coffee. And when I tell you, like, I did not feel good after I had a cup of coffee. I don't know why. It could be that, like, my cycle started and, like, that probably is something to do with it. But I just really did not feel good. So um, my London Fog is Earl Grey tea, which mine's just uh, decaf Earl Grey tea because I typically drink tea at night. Um, I do wish there was caffeine in this. I should just get also caffeinated Earl Grey tea. But anyway with steamed milk and honey, and it's just so good. Anyway, why did I say all this? Oh, yeah, I had breakfast, I'm drinking tea, I'm, like, podcasting, I'm, like, doing it all, and I'm feeling great as I'm doing it. So, yeah, I'm in this new habit of presenting myself to the universe. And I started working through this idea that, like, I've been having now for a while, and it was an idea that I loved. So on Monday morning, which Mondays are typically chaotic for me. I feel like I'm like a chicken with my head cut off like running around doing a million things. And then every single every single Monday night, I always look back at my Mondays and I'm like, I feel like I did absolutely nothing productive today, but I just did a million little tasks that I don't even remember what they were. Like it just wasn't the way that I wanted to spend my Monday, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to spend the first few hours of my Monday this Monday being very intentional and using the manifest worksheets to work through an idea that I have. The manifest worksheets are essentially the first like 10 pages of any manifest planner product that you have. So whether you have um, the planner in any version, physical or digital to any extent, or the manifest journal the first 10 pages of that are the manifest worksheets and then i just extracted that and i put that up on my etsy site and on my website to download just the first 10 pages of the planner and i use that all the time um i use it for this idea that i had on monday that has like really honestly changed my life which is so dramatic to say because it's like 4 days later but just getting it out all on paper of the way that the manifest worksheets work you through, you are left just feeling so intentional and so purposeful, and everything is so clear. Like once it's all written out in front of you in the system that I've been using for years, mind you. Like this is not a new system. This is something that I've been doing for years and years and years and years, and I just have recently put it like out for others to like download and use themselves. This system, it just works so well for me. I feel so intentional with every single move that I make, every single minute of my day feels like it has such intention behind it and it was just from using the manifest worksheets. Um, I did this when it came to marathon training. I did this for this idea that I had on Monday that I'm definitely gonna be talking about in the future because it is the future for me. Um, It's really cool and it connects everything that I'm doing so it just feels so aligned with my life. Um, And yeah, anyway, I use it for everything. Um, If you want, like, a new friend group, and you want to, like, kind of visualize what that looks like and how you're going to attain a friend group, you can use the manifest sheets. If you want to run a marathon, use the manifest sheets. If you have a business idea that you can't get over, use the manifest worksheets. Like, they are used for so many things, and they can be used for one purpose, one idea, or they can be used for just a reinvention. Whenever you're just like, you know what, I'm bored in my life, or here we go. You want to have a bomb summer and you're like, I'm just going to manifest my summer and like what I want it to look like. Perfect. Use the manifest worksheets. So I just wanted to plug them quick because I just feel really good this week because of the manifest worksheets. I'm going to have a link to them down below. They are $5 on my Etsy shop and on my storefront on um, themanifestplanner.com. It's $5 to download. They're only available digitally if you just want like the worksheets. Otherwise, if you have the physical manifest planner, it's the first 10 pages of that planner. So you already have it if you have the physical manifest planner, which is still on sale, by the way, Um, that is available also on themanifestplanner.com. And of course, all of my digital planners are available on both my Etsy shop and themanifestplanner.com. Quickly, I do want to say that I had a couple questions about um, like monthly started planners and I was going to do that. But as I went down to go do it for February, I was like, I just released it for January. I don't think it's going to be worth the time. And only like a couple of people were like, Oh, like, is it coming out? So like I, I, my instinct was right. So I'm going to be doing them quarterly. So in April, I will have a April start. So like, think like Q2, it'll be April, 2023 to March of 2024. And then I'll do that again for Q3 and Q4 and whatever. And then obviously Q1 of 2024. So if you guys do want a digital start planner that is dated, um, currently the only one that I have for 2023 is January start, but I will have an April start. And that one, I can actually tell you the date when that's going to come out. That is going to come out March uh, 26th. March 26th, that's going to come out on my Etsy shop and on manifestplanner.com. Okay, da-da-da, whatever. Let's move on from the self-promo. We're all bored of it. Um, I want to say that the sun is finally out and I am a happy girl because if you guys can tell from my video, um, my room is bright. Yesterday, I filmed a March plan with me, which is coming out yesterday. It came out yesterday on my YouTube channel. I don't know if you could tell, but in that video, my office was like pitch black and I need to get better lighting in my office. I do need to do that. But it was like pitch black in here. And it was the middle of the day. Like it has been so gloomy and so... Sad and so depressing here in PA, and today it is not. It's 70 and sunny, and I'm gonna shake my ass, and I'm (laughs) so excited. Um, But I went for a run this morning, and I was so excited to go for a run, and it was cold and foggy on my run. So now it's 11:30s. I'm recording this, and I'm looking out the window. The skies are crystal clear. And I'm thinking it's warming up. I am going to like an app happy hour with my friend Jen tonight at 4. And I'm like, this can going to be perfect. Like it'll be warm out. Maybe I'll wear a dress with a jean jacket. Like I'm going to like feel so good. And I'm like so excited to like go outside today. So I hope it stays like this forever. I just love this weather. And I'm like really happy. Okay. But let's get into today's episode, which is... I quit alcohol for six months, and will I continue? The answer is yes. Um, and I will probably also end this episode on a confusing note of if I will drink again or not, um, but you will have to wait till the end. I was I like always like loosely script out my podcast before I begin. Um, and at the end, I was like writing like the final paragraph. I'm like, this is gonna be confusing but to me it makes perfect sense. So anyway. Okay. So it's been officially six months that I am alcohol free and I feel amazing and I can't wait to dive into this episode. I've been getting a lot of questions about it and let's just dive into it. So without further ado, here we go. Let's get into being six months of alcohol free. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast, indeed.com slash manifest terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed. So I made an episode at 30 days, which I will have linked down below if you guys are interested. And it was like, you know, I quit alcohol for 30 days and why I will continue doing so. And I'm making another today at six months of no drinking. And I'll probably do another one at one year, regardless if I have drank again or not. Um, The reason that when I sat down to film this today, I was like, I feel like there's not much of a difference from six months to 30 days. And then as I started writing out this episode, I was like, wow, there's actually a huge difference from six months to 30 days. so I feel like at a year it's gonna be even crazier. So let's start with why I stopped drinking. There are a couple of reasons why I stopped drinking. The baseline of it was I never really liked it anyway. I was never a big drinker like I would have drinks but like I never really even drank until my 21st birthday because I'm like a rule follower until, Like I don't like breaking the rules, so underage drinking was never something that I did a lot of, um, because I felt like obviously it was illegal. So I was like, I don't want to be doing illegal things. Um, So I never really drank a ton in high school. Like I actually had a fake ID in high school, and I would buy for a lot of my friends because I like wanted to be cool. Um, But I would rarely drink it and. I would like fake it a lot of the time. Like I remember buying like four Locos. I don't even know how my fake ID did not get taken away from me when I was in high school. It did actually get taken away from me when I was nineteen, um, and I had to go to like court and like all that sort of stuff. And um, honestly, it was a breeze. Like it was very simple um, <laughs> when I got my. Fake ID taken. I was trying to get into this like outdoor bar that um it's called Sips and it's in center city and it used to be so easy to get into. Like you could show a Pokemon card and get in, but then there was a fight that happened and everyone in the fight was underage. So then they like started to really crack down. And I tried to go in and then I used a fake ID and they were like, You're kidding, right? And then a state trooper was like, I'm a state trooper, is this a fake ID? And I was like, Oh my god, like, yeah, like I can't lie. And I was like, It is and he's like, Thanks for telling me. I'm like, sure And he's like, You still have to go to court and I'm like, Okay so I had to go to court in Philly and he's like honestly you're really lucky that I caught it in Philly because if I caught it in the county that you live in like you would have had your license suspended this that and all the other things so anyway two takeaways from this one don't get a fake ID and if you do don't get it taken and three don't lie to a cop if they ask you if it's a fake ID because I don't know my friend also got caught with a fake ID and she lied and then she got like um a worse time than I did not time but like punishment. I don't know. I had to go to this alcohol class. I had to stand in front of a judge, um, at court and the courtroom was so funny there. I say, because it was literally all like me and hundreds, I'm not even kidding. Probably a hundred other kids, all my age, all underage. And we all were like, all of our fake IDs were taken. And we all had to say whether we were guilty, not guilty, or we wanted to take an alcohol class. And if you, uh, tried to like plead guilty or not guilty like a couple kids had lawyers but most of us all just showed up without lawyers or parents or like anything we were just like oh, here we go we all showed up I can't believe I'm even telling this we all showed up and um if you tried to fight it, your chances like were not very good. Like it would stay on your record. But if you took this alcohol class, it would be expunged from your record. Um, so pretty much we all said that we would take this class. And then we had to go back like a couple weeks later, take an alcohol class. And like then it would be off our record. And they were like, this class is going to be six hours. It's going to like take up all your day, whatever. We get there. Again, hundreds of kids all my age taking this class. And it was like 45 minutes. And the guy that was teaching it was like, I know you guys don't want to be here. So like let me just get through it. And he got through it so quick. He's like, all right, have a great day. And then it was off my record. Like it was the easiest thing I've ever been through. But anyway, all of this is to say that I was never a big drinker. I never liked drinking. I, um, I, you know, did what I wanted to do to fit in with kids and like be cool. Like I remember in college, like underage drinking was obviously huge and still is. Um, and I just never felt like doing it like I just never really drank a ton and whenever I would drink I would just like I'd really milk it like I'd just have that one drink for the whole night and then by the end of it it'd be like half full and I would hate when people would come over and pick up my drink and be like oh you're like you're like still drinking that it's like why do you care like oh my god I couldn't stand it so anyway I never really liked drinking I never did it a lot um I tend to Get really anxious whenever I would drink, specifically wine. Um, I always really liked the taste of wine. I enjoyed wine, and then I would like go to bed, and I would wake up like a couple hours later with just the worst anxiety. So I was like, "I'm done with wine." Um, this was like two months or so before I just cut alcohol out completely. And also, I never got drunk, so like, I I liked the taste of alcohol and. And that's also something that my friends have said to me and I've been hearing people also say just like throughout the years of like drinking, um, I hear a lot of people say and my friends say this to me all the time too. Like my one best friend, she says this all the time. I'm like, you need to switch your thinking on this. She always says to me like, well, if I'm not going to get drunk, like what's the point of drinking? Like I don't just want to have like one drink. And to me, that mindset kind of worries me a little bit because it's like a very extremist way of thinking about it. And I genuinely enjoyed the taste. Like, I really did like having a place to go to, like, happy hour, getting, like, a glass of sangria or. A glass of wine or a gin and tonic or a margarita, like those all really did taste good to me. And I liked holding a drink. I liked being somewhere social with friends and like having a drink. Like I liked that whole ritual of it. And I genuinely did enjoy the taste of it as well. But I would never have more than two. Like you would really never catch me even finishing my second drink because I never wanted to get drunk. Like I didn't like the feeling of even being like tipsy. Like, sure, I'd be happy and bubbly and funny, but then five seconds later I'd get tired and crash and just want to go home like I would just be like I just wasn't fun either like I would like giggle sometimes but like I was never like the life of the party when I drank and my friends now when I say this to them they're like oh yeah I get tired too but you just have to like get past that point and I would like never get myself past that point because I never wanted to get past that point So I never really liked it and I feel like in my life there were like two times that like I was like maybe drunk like I don't even know if I was drunk like that's how much like I don't know so I probably wasn't but there were like one or two times that I remember like I drank and then I went home and I went to bed and I was like laying in bed I'm like oh I really don't like this feeling like you feel like you're in a wave pool and I'm like I actually hate this and I've never had a hangover. I've never blacked out but I would imagine that if I did either black out or have a hangover Right after that, I would have been done with drinking then just because I don't like feeling sick anyway. So, making myself feel sick from alcohol, which is something that I can control whether I drink it or not and make myself sick or not, like I just wouldn't have done it. Like, I just, that would have been the end for me. And the biggest, biggest reason why I stopped drinking was because Andrew Huberman, Huberman Labs, released a podcast episode about what alcohol does to your brain and to your body. When you drink, depending on if you drink a very little amount, if you drink a normal amount, and if you drink an excessive amount. So, the way that he broke it down to me was so fascinating. I talk about it a lot in my first episode, so I'm gonna kind of spare you the details in this one. But, you guys, sh- if you are interested, you should absolutely go listen to that episode. I will link it down below. I've sent it to so many of my friends when they ask. Like, I really don't try to be pushy and be, and like all high and mighty, like, oh, I don't drink. I really don't try to push this on anyone, and I really don't try to be judgy at all. And I, I think I'm not, so I, I feel pretty good in that. But if people express interest in why I don't drink, I always say it's because of this podcast episode, and they always say, can you send it to me? Or I say, if you're interested, I can send it to you. And they always say, yes, please do. So that's the times that I've sent it out to people. Do they listen? I don't know. I don't really care. I've already sent it to them. Like it's up to them what they want to do with it at that point. But I learned so much from that episode. And when I was done listening, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go 30 days of no alcohol. See how I feel. The biggest reason and the biggest takeaway from that episode that I got was I was drinking a very little to moderate amount. Um, he kept putting it in the range of like three to six drinks a week, whether it's like two on a Friday, one on a Saturday, two, three nights a week, like something like that. Um, and I would say like I was averaging like two to three drinks a week. Um, it was the summertime as well. And I feel like I just innately like drink a little bit more alcohol in the summertime because you go to bars, there's happy hours, like there's just more to do. You like leave your house more. So typically when you leave your house, it tends to involve drinking, but um, So I was just like drinking like two to three drinks a week, like really nothing crazy. So when I first started the episode, I was like, oh, this isn't really going to apply to me. But when he kept breaking it down that like it actually was applying to me and like my level of drinking, the thing that got me was he was like, if you drink a light to moderate amount, your base level of anxiety when you're not drinking is raised. And that to me was like, whoa, like I'm actually making myself more anxious by drinking a little amount. And obviously, the flip side of that is drinking more, which is what I did not want to do. So I was like, you know what? Let's just cut alcohol for 30 days and see how I feel. And then that has brought us to today. Also, when I learned about the side effects from his podcast episode about alcohol and what it does to our body, I try to put it in perspective of a pill. If someone offered me a pill or like a doctor offered me a pill, because alcohol is obviously legal when you're over the age of 21 in the United States. Um, if a doctor offered me something that was legal and they were like, because like I said, I'm there, I'm like a rule follower. If They offered me something that was legal and they were like, this pill, you can take it whenever you want and it's going to make you really fun, but it could make you really tired. But like you're going to have a quote unquote good time with your friends. But then you're going to have all these side effects such as you know, it, this pill will produce poison in your body. It leads to leaky gut. You will lose body controls. Like you might lose your speech. You might lose your memory. You might not be able to talk as well. Um, you could get physically ill from this, like all of these very normal things that happen when we're drunk, but we all just are like, Oh, totally normal. Like this is just the side effect of drinking headaches, hangovers, all this sort of stuff. Totally normal. If someone offered me that in a pill, I'd be like, no, thanks. I'd say far away from that pill, but it's alcohol. You know what I mean? And it's so common in today's day and age that we tend to not even think twice about it. Like when we're violently ill, throwing up in a hangover from alcohol, we're like, oh, she's just hungover. Like she really had a fun night. Like that's crazy. You know what I mean? So for me, I was like, I just, I don't want those side effects. So I'm like, let me just go without it for 30 days and the 30 days turned into six months, and I feel great. So let's dive a little bit deeper into what these past six months have looked like. I have absolutely had cravings for alcohol. Oh my God, have I had cravings? I have wanted um, multiple times to have a glass of wine, especially a cold glass, ice cold of Sauvignon Blanc. Oh my God, I've wanted it so many times, so badly. And, um, I have Savion Blanc downstairs. Like I could have done it at any time. Um, and that's kind of what I'll talk about at the end. Like I'm not restricting myself forever from alcohol but I'm leaving the door open to make it a daily choice whenever it's in front of me like do I want it or don't I want it and that's just how I'm going off of it but I've absolutely wanted to have Sauvignon Blanc specifically multiple multiple times Um, and red wine like some like over Christmas like my dad like was drinking like bottles of red wine like for Christmas and I stayed with them for like two to three days and like that was always you know like Though like it's fun to engage in drinking with other people. And there's definitely been times that I've wanted it, but it's really only been with wine. So I've been trying to find um like alcohol free wine. And I do just want to emphasize this. I could have had a glass of wine at any time. I've never had a problem with drinking. I've never overdone it with drinking. I've never had a bad relationship with alcohol. I've just never really enjoyed it, period. And wine, especially innately, made me very anxious. So I wouldn't have even wanted to have the wine actually because I knew how it would make me feel a couple hours later, but I've wanted the taste of wine and that's like what it comes down to. I've wanted the taste of it because like I said, I do actually enjoy the taste. So I was searching for alcohol-free wine and um, there was this one brand that I got that I was so excited about. I got two bottles of it. I think it's called like Boisson or something like that. I put it on my Instagram and I was like, I just got this alcohol-free Sauvignon Blanc wine. I'm so excited. And then like the next slide I posted, I was like, this wine sucks. Like don't buy it. Literally, you guys, it was horrendous. It just tasted like straight vinegar. Like it was really, really, really gross. But I have found two brands of wine that I think um, are pretty good. So the first one is Prima Pave. My mom and I actually talked about this on a YouTube video back in Vlogmas and I'll link it down below. Um, I really do like their brand of wine and it's scary how similar it tastes. It kind of reminds me of like when I was um, plant-based and I wasn't eating meat and I was eating like fake meat. It's kind of just like, like, look, I get it. It's like, what, what's the point of drinking wine if there's not alcohol in it? For me, it's because I don't want the side effects of alcohol, but I enjoy the taste of wine. So, and I feel like that's just like the easiest way to explain it. So Prima Pave, Prima Pav, Prima Pave. I don't know how you say it. I will leave the link down below. Um, It's delicious and it actually tastes really, really good. It's bubbly and on christmas we mixed it like i had mimosas with this alcohol free wine and we could not taste a difference it was honestly a little scary at points cuz i'm like i hope i'm drinking the right one i was um but it was so good so if you are sober curious or you want to stop drinking or maybe you're like pregnant um actually i think you can drink this if you're pregnant there's no alcohol in it um it, it was just so good, and it tasted like the real thing. So I think this is the best one. Um, I've only been able to order this one online. It's $25, not sponsored. There's five servings per bottle, and there are 27 calories per serving with 4.6 grams of sugar. I'm only saying that stuff because a lot of, like, mocktails are so high in sugar and so high in calories that it's, like, this is, like, totally do- – if you're doing – if you're not drinking for the purpose of, like – health reasons. Sometimes it's almost like counterintuitive. I feel like just because of all the sugar and all the calories that come from it, obviously you're doing yourself a service by not having all the bad side effects of alcohol. But, um, I feel like this is just, it's really good. Um, so they have, my favorite one is the Blanc de Blancs. Um, and it's a blend of Pinot Grigio, Sauvignon Blanc, and God, I can't say this. Your trainer. Sure. Um, and it's delicious. It's nice and bubbly. Um, they also have a rose version and they have a rose Dolce bruising version Rose Brut and Rose Dolce. I'll leave the link down below. I think they're really really good and I like them a lot. The other brand that I really like is Frey, F-R-E. And I've been able to actually get that at Wegmans. But what's so crazy is I still had to show my ID when I was buying that. Isn't that kind of weird? Like there's no alcohol in it. But anyway, I still had to show my ID. Um, and that was at Wegmans. And they have a really great variety. So the thing with Frey is that I feel like Frey has the taste for sure, but it misses the body of wine. Like it just doesn't really have the full body. Like that's the only way I can explain it. Well, I feel like the Prima Pav does have the body and the taste, just no alcohol, Um, but it's bubbly. And sometimes I don't always want bubbly. So Frey has really great options. They have, um, I think they have like a white Zinfandel. Um, They have a red blend and the red blend is what I initially got and it tastes delicious. It's really, really good. And they have a Chardonnay, which is also really, really good. Um, so I really like Frey and they're pretty inexpensive and um, it just, it satisfies the craving that I have for wine. And it was also, it's good to make sangria with that wine too. Um, which I did. I had a party for Stride and I made like sangria with that alcohol removed wine and it was a big hit. Everyone loved it and you couldn't really taste the difference. It was just delicious and it didn't taste like grape juice. Like it tasted like wine. So it was really, really good and that has absolutely like curbed my cravings for wine and I get the taste. I get the body from the Prima Pav and um, I don't get the side effects of alcohol. So it was really, really great. Um, with that being said, I've not been drinking as much mocktails, but I think that's just because it's the winter time and I'm not like going out to like summery fun destinations. Like I'm not going to happy hours really. I'm like, honestly, I've just been a hermit. Like I stay in my house. So it's not like I'm like care to really make mocktails at home all that much. Um, but whenever I do go out to eat dinner or like the other week I went to happy hour with my parents, I just really opt for soft drinks. So like an Arnold Palmer, which is just iced tea and lemonade mixed together, I've been into like lemonades lately. Diet Coke always a go-to. I really like ginger ale. Ginger ale with like a little bit of um, cranberry in it is really good. I also just like straight up tonic water with lime. That's always really good. And that's like a – it makes you feel like you're kind of drinking like a gin and tonic. Um, so like mocktails like that I kind of gravitate towards. But I haven't been doing anything crazy like a virgin pina colada or a virgin mojito. I did go to Disney in October and they had a – Nojito, which is like a virgin mojito. And that was really good. Um, they had that in like all the parks and stuff. So if you guys are going to Disney and you're not drinking, um, that was pretty good. So yeah, I haven't been doing a ton of mocktails. I've just been sticking to like soft drinks, like, um, sodas, iced tea, stuff like that. And water, water is t- definitely like the number one thing that I drink and teas. I love getting a cappuccino when I go out to lunch or like a, a cup of tea, after dinners or like a decaf espresso or something, um, after, after lunches and after dinners, it's like a nightcap, but coffee version. And it's, it's nice. And most restaurants offer it anyway. They're like, cause anyone want coffee, tea, desserts, stuff like that. So I'll just normally order like something like that if I'm in the mood and, um, yeah, it just satisfies like my fancy side of me. It makes me feel like I'm like part of the group I'm being fancy with everyone. So I definitely like that. I do want to try alcohol-removed tequila. Um, Bethany Frankel, I think, posted about alcohol-free tequila for her, like, skinny spicy Marg mix, and I definitely want to try that tequila because I love spicy Margs, and I definitely, like, with the weather warming up, I know I'm going to want them, and um, I, I make, not to brag, really good spicy marks so I feel like if I got like the tequila then that taste would like really just seal the deal for a great mocktail so I do want to try that um I'll keep you guys updated on that I haven't ordered it yet I'm not like in a rush to order alcohol-free spirits and stuff like that there are so many more that are hitting the markets I've also seen um a couple spirit-free bars open up which is really cool like there's one in Maniunk which is right outside of Philly um is it outside of Philly or is it like technically Philly? Like to me, I'm thinking about a map. It's outside of Philly. So I'm just going to keep it with that. maniunk which is, um, but it's also like Philly area code, whatever. They just opened up like an alcohol-free bar and I definitely want to go there. Um, I think that would be really fun. But I'm not like running out to the store to like go like have drinks. You know what I mean? Like this whole thing has really opened my eyes that like there's so much more to life than drinking, which I'm about to get into in actually right now. I find that I'm rubbing off on people and I'm encouraging people around me without meaning to. Like for example, my boyfriend used to be someone that like Love to drink, and I find that like lately he's really not drinking as much. And I don't know if it's because of me, and I'm not drinking, so he's just like, "What's the point?" But he's really not drinking as much. And like my mom keeps saying to me, she's like, "I really want to stop drinking." I'm like, "Okay, like let's not drink." Um, and like with friends and stuff, like now when I meet up with friends, a lot of the times they're like, "Let's like not drink." I'm like, "Okay." So I just find that whether I'm encouraging them without meaning to. Or I'm rubbing off on people. I don't know. Or maybe they feel uncomfortable drinking around me. I really don't know what it is. But I'm just finding that people are not drinking around me as much. Peer pressure, I feel as though, has actually reversed where... When I did my episode at 30 days, I kind of was saying like, you know, you do feel a pressure to drink. And when you don't drink, you kind of get looked at weird. I don't feel that way at all anymore. Like I feel, if anything, like the peer pressure has reversed and people now feel uncomfortable drinking around me, which I never meant to happen. Like I never intended that for to. I never intended for that to happen. And I don't ever want anyone to feel uncomfortable drinking around me because I genuinely do not care if you drink or you don't drink. Like I don't, I'm not going to judge you if you're drinking. If you're not, I'm not going to judge you if you're blackout drunk. Like I don't care. Like genuinely have a good time. If you enjoy it, go for it, do your thing. Like I don't care, but I just find that a lot of people that I'm interacting with, they aren't drinking around me. Whether it's they've been thinking about this in the past and they feel feel peer pressure from other friends, so maybe with me they're like I don't need to feel that pressure. So then they don't drink around me or maybe they feel like I would judge them if they were drinking like I don't know what it is, but I just I don't know. A lot of people around me don't drink around me as much anymore. Um, being 6 months in, everyone knows that I'm not really drinking like I'm not like meeting a ton of new people right now. So I feel like all of my friends kind of just like know this and they just don't ask me if I'm not having a drink or even better, they don't make it a big deal when I don't like order a drink at a restaurant or at dinner. It is really funny though. Like the other night I was at dinner and I was the only one that did not order like an alcoholic drink. I just got an Arnold Palmer and, um, they still wanted to see my ID because I was at a table with people that were drinking. Is that kind of weird? Like, I don't know. I'm like 24, almost 25. Like, I don't know. Kind of weird. I'm sure there's like a rule in the restaurant, but yeah, I also just find that a lot more friends want to do sober things and myself included. Like I found myself looking for other things to do with friends rather than go to bars to meet up or just go to happy hours, but we'll do like activities together. Like we'll go on walks, we'll go on hikes. I say that as I've never gone on a hike, but like I'm sure the offers out there taking a yoga class together, going to a spin class, taking Pilates together, having them over for lunch or dinner. Like I love hosting. I love cooking for people now, which is something that I did not used to love. Um, But now I feel like it's just such like a a fun way, like nourishment to someone else. Like I love cooking for people, Um, going on walks. Like I just feel like my social interactions with friends don't revolve around alcohol anymore. And 30 30 days in, like five months ago, I feel like they definitely still did. And I also think it was the season, like it was the fall. I was just coming off summertime. So like there was still a lot more like outdoor happy hour bar scene interaction. So I'm excited for this summer to see what it looks like if I'll just be the sober friend at the bars again or if my friends will just want to do other activities that don't even revolve around bars and drinking. So I'll keep you guys updated on that. But I just have found that like, a lot of my friends just want to do sober activities with me now. Um, in the past when it was like, let's just meet up for drinks. It's like, okay, easy, perfect. Let's see you there. Um, this past weekend, for example, I was at the beach and it was like a really big drinking weekend at the beach. And I didn't even like end up going to the bars with everyone because I was going to be paying like a $20 co- cover for what? Like to get into and like add just one bar and then go into like a different bar, like I think they went to like four or five different bars, all of which you had to pay a cover for. And it's like, okay, I'm going to be paying $100 in covers, which is crazy that each bar cover was like 20 bucks. But I'm going to have to pay $100 in covers for literally what? Like I'm going in to get a Diet Coke? Like I'm good. Like I don't want to be doing that. I don't even have fun. Like I'm not even going to – like everyone around me is going to be drunk. I'm going to be sober. Like I – I can have fun, but that's also just not my def- definition of fun. And it never was my definition of fun. Not even like before I stopped drinking. So yeah, I was just like, I don't even need to go. So I stayed back. I went to like this gorgeous dinner with my parents. I had a great relaxing beach day. I went for a long walk. And then the next day I had a run. Like it was just amazing. Like it just felt really, really good. And it was just like a wholesome, sober beach day. And like I felt amazing. Um, also want to say that I never spend a ton of money on alcohol because I don't really like drink at home much. And whenever I went out to go get drinks, like my boyfriend would typically like pick up the tabs if we were like at like a bar or something, like, cause he would always get a ton of drinks and I'm like, Oh, just get me like a, what what would I get? Like a gin and tonic or something. Just like get me one drink, like a margarita, like whatever it might be. And he would typically just pick up the tab. But I even noticed like with the both of us, we just never really found joy in like drinking activities in the atmosphere. So I've saved a lot of money and so is he because him and I don't even like want to go out and like do drinking activities anymore. Um, so yeah, that's been really, really great. Um, oh, here's something that I will say. So when I first quit drinking, I was still like, smoking weed every now and then. And I can't even believe I'm like talking about this on the podcast because I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. Kind of going back to what I was saying about a rule follower. I'm such a rule follower that I like, weed is legal recreationally in New Jersey and it's legal medically in PA. So I got my medical card in PA, um, for anxiety And I went to the dispensary. I actually have to renew it. Like it's about to expire in April. But I went to the dispensary for for the first time in April. And I got like a cart. And I would like hit the pen that I got from the dispensary. And I would feel great. Like I never got like a bad high or anything. I would always just feel really good. And I could always control it um and it wore off in like an hour and a half. So like if I didn't like it, it would be over very soon, but I would never like go like crazy. I would never get like I'm using air quotes when I say this dumb fried. Like I would never get like so 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 high. Um or even like so high. Like I would just like enjoy my my little moment, you know what I mean? So even when I was like done with drinking I was still smoking, but definitely not as much. Like maybe just like if I went out to the bars with everyone and I was just like a little anxious, like I would just hit my pen and then I would just like kind of calm down a little bit and like feel good without feeling like tired and I never got any bad side effects. Well, I was going to Florida with my boyfriend's family in um, October. We were all going to Disneyland, Disney World. Sorry, we were going to Disney World. And um, I have these like little uh, capsules that are, they're like edibles essentially, but they're not like things you eat. It's just like a pill. Um, and I got it from the dispensary and it was a really high dosage of CBD and T, but not that high of THC. So technically it was like a one to one ratio of CBD to THC. And I've taken it before, before going on this flight, because I was like, I want to make sure that this flight is good. So on the way out, I took the capsule. It was great. Like I wasn't anxious at all on the flight. It really, really worked for me. On the way home, however, I took the exact same capsule. You guys, like I was simply not okay. Like I had to call my mom and be like, Mom, like this pill is hitting me so hard. Like I don't even think I can get on the plane right now. Like I am, like I'm going to die. Like I feel like I'm gonna die. I just got like way too high and I was just like, I hated every minute of it. And my mom, my sweet mom, she's like, you just got to ride it out. Like you're going to be okay. Like just try and enjoy it. Like you're going to be fine. So anyway, I'm at the gate and I'm like way too high. And I feel like my whole body's like tingling. Like just, it's a horrible feeling when you're too high. And, um, I'm at the gate and I'm, we actually had to move gates. So we had to go to a whole different gate. I had to walk across the airport. The way that I like felt like I was Frankenstein walking, I couldn't bend my knees. I couldn't like open my mouth to speak very much. And then our flight was delayed an hour. And honestly, thank God that the flight was delayed an hour because that hour I was able to really kind of like come down and then reach like this nice level where I was like now relaxed and very calm. And I got on the plane and we got home and thank God it's a short flight from... Florida to PA and I got home and I was like, I'm not doing that again. And I've never like gotten high or like smoked weed or anything like that since. Um, so I'm like very sober. Okay. Like I was still like hitting my pen just a couple of times whenever, um, when I was not drinking alcohol, but now I'm like, as I'm like sober Sally, like I'm not drinking, I'm not smoking. The other night we went to dinner and, um, me and my boyfriend and another couple, we went to dinner and the other couple whips out a mushroom chocolate bar. And they're like, Hey, like, do you want some? And my boyfriend's like, yeah. And him and his friend had like, it was like this Joe Rogan, like magic mushroom chocolate bar. I don't know. And it said, if you have like one to three blocks, like it's a microdose, and like three to five, like you'll trip or whatever, and then like five to seven, it's on the back. It says you'll trip balls. So of course they split the the bar, and they were tripping balls, as so the back of the thing says. And literally, me and um, the the girlfriend were like looking at each other, just like laughing at each other because we didn't take it, just the boys took it, and we're literally just laughing at each other, like oh my god, like these boys. And it was like hysterical. But anyway, what I'm getting at is that like I am like sober Sally, like to a T. And it's not I'm not trying to like be behind mighty when I say this stuff. I'm just trying to say like since I've stopped drinking, it's just made me want to be sober all around. Like I don't want to smoke weed. I don't want to like I know so many people are doing mushrooms right now. And it's like a very like almost like normal thing, which is kind of like crazy. Like I feel like it's like I don't know. I don't know. To me, it's like still intense, even though like it's like grown from the ground. I don't know. I guess you could use the same argument as weed. Anyway, this is not about drugs. Why did I even bring this up in the first place? All I'm saying is that I am sober Sally and I don't feel any sort of urge to go back on that. I'm sure one day I will drink again. Like on my wedding day, like I would imagine I'd have like a glass of champagne or something, but maybe I'll just have like the alcohol free one that I really like. Like I don't know. Like I'm sure I will drink again one day, but I don't see myself drinking anytime soon. Like in the beginning, there were definitely moments where I was like, Oh, it would be a lot of fun to just like have a drink. But then after the fact, or after the event was over, I was always really glad that I did not ruin my sober streak for one moment of feeling included in something. Um, I honestly just feel really great. And if you're thinking about it at all, if you're curious, just try it. Like it's you know, and if it's not for you, it's not for you, but just try it for a couple days or a week or a month and just see how you feel. Um, and if you're like this rocks and you want to keep going, go for it. But if you're like, you know, try it, I really liked having alcohol and I enjoy drinking then drink. Like for me, I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm just here to tell you my experience. And for those asking, cause I do have a lot of people that are like, I want to hear about your experience. Um, I'm also in marathon training right now. So I do think that not drinking is helping like a ton in that. For example, like last weekend, like I was saying, I was down at the beach, everyone went out and, um, like went to the bars, was day drinking, had like a whole, whole day. They had a lot of fun. Um, they got up the next day at 11am and like, no one was like really feeling too hot, but I like got up at eight. I went for a run. Um, I came home, I showered, I ate breakfast. I was like drinking coffee, like out on the porch. Like, I felt really, really good. And to me, feeling good consistently is so worth it to not drink, to have like one really fun couple of hours that are followed by like a day of recovery. I would just rather feel consistently good. Um, I will say that I don't feel like any sort of Sunday scaries anymore. Um, I kind of used to even though I never really drank a ton, but I would always just feel guilty. Like having a late night out and drinking and then waking up the next day, I'd be like, what am I doing? Like, I feel like I could just be spending my time better. That was always my Sunday scary. Like, I just feel like I could be doing more things with my time other than this. Um, and I will say, I don't feel like that anymore. My anxiety definitely has gone way down in my 30 day episode. I mentioned that like, I didn't notice a huge change in my anxiety levels, but From six months to 30 days, I notice a huge difference in my anxiety levels. Don't get me wrong, like, I still have anxiety, but I'm able to now compartmentalize it, and it's not like a constant feeling of being anxious. I also think of being the sober friend, it's important to not be judgmental of anyone that is like drinking. Like I really, 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 really try my best not to be high and mighty and be like, oh my God, like you're drinking. Like I really don't want to be that person. and I don't want to be that friend. Um, And I also try to lead by example that you can have a really fun life while not drinking and like while being sober. Um, I never really had fun at the bars to begin with. So I was never like the friend that people would call when they like wanted to have like a great time. But like during the day, like I like doing fun things that don't revolve around drinking. And I like to kind of just like show my friends and show um, anyone I guess that is watching um, that you can still have and lead a really fun lifestyle while being sober. I did go to the bars on New Year's Eve and I drank a Diet Coke to stay awake and it was fine. But honestly, like I'd rather just spend that time at my house and have a house party. Like there are just things that I would much rather do with alcohol taken out of the picture. Um, I feel like it's cheaper to drink at home. It's more fun to drink at home. um, Like if you're drinking for me, I mean, I'm mean, i in a couple. So like maybe that has something to do with it. Like for the single girls and single guys, I totally get that. Like you can meet people at bars. But I was also thinking the other day, like if I was sober right now, I don't think the person that I would want to meet is at the bars. Like I think the person that I would want to meet if I was sober would be someone that's like, I don't know, like At a marathon, like running a race or on like a wellness retreat or like in a yoga class, like something that's just more aligned with like my daily lifestyle. Cause if I met like this guy at a bar and he's like having a great time, he loves going to the bars. Like that's not really the right guy for me. Do you know what I mean? So like I was thinking about that, about that the other day, like I totally get why single people have fun and want to go to the bars and all that sort of stuff. But if I were single, I don't think. I still think I would like not really enjoy the bars very much. Anyway, I digress. Um, I do from time to time miss like Aperol spritzes. And the only time I think that though is when I see them on a menu. Um, I never crave them at home, but like I would love a mocktail Aperol if that could like exist because I got the champagne and the Prosecco for like over top of it. So I'd love it if like that was a thing. Another thing that I noticed, um, I was looking to book a vacation with my boyfriend and we were looking at all-inclusive resorts. And as I was looking at the pricing, I'm like, well, this like almost doesn't make sense to do an all-inclusive because I'm not going to be drinking. So I feel like eliminating that off the table opened up a lot more options for us, actually, because we were, you know, then looking at other islands that like maybe you just stay at like a hotel and then you like travel around to like restaurants or do you do other activities that aren't necessarily all inclusive? So it w- that was just like something I noticed too, like something to think about. Um, but yeah, like to sum this long episode up, I very much so enjoy the sober lifestyle and I will continue to do it. At this rate, I may as well just go for the year, but I'm not putting any pressure on it. And the reason is if I want to drink, I'm always allowing that door to be open because Otherwise, I really worry that if I heavily restricted alcohol and was like, I absolutely cannot drink it, it is completely off limits, that that will kind of trigger like a binge mindset. And then if one day I have a drink again and I'm like, oh, my God, like I'm drinking the forbidden fruit, I will then binge alcohol, which leads to horrible problems and can be, you know, lead to alcohol addiction and being an alcohol. Like it can lead to a real problem if you binge Alcohol. And I don't want that to be the case. And I would never want that to be like a a problem in my life. So that's why the option to have a drink is always there for me. And I'm always going to allow myself that option. Like, do I want this drink? I don't have a problem with drinking. I've never had a problem with drinking. And I didn't stop because I had a problem with drinking. It was a personal choice that I made. And each time that I'm offered a drink, it's that decision right there. Do I want to have this drink? Yes or no. And for the past six months, that answer has been no. But I'm never going to say like, I don't drink alcohol. It's a big fat no for me because I never want it to lead to a problem. So if I want to drink, the answer is up to me in that moment, in that time of if I want it or if I don't. Lately, my answer has been no. I think continuing forward my answer will continue to be no however if there's a day where I'm like you know what I really want a glass of red wine like I will allow myself that option but I don't see that happening um and that's just me being honest and that's this is what I mean like I feel like that's kind of a confusing ending to this but I just don't want it to ever be something that I that could lead to a problem I'm very conscious about that. I've had issues in my family with that. Um, So I've never wanted to have it lead to something like that. But I'm very mindful of what alcohol does to the body. After listening to the Huberman Lab episode, I'm very aware now of how great I feel not drinking. And it's just, it gets easier and easier to say no to a drink every single time I'm offered the opportunity to have one. And I just feel like my life has been expanding ever since I cut out alcohol. I find that I bond with people more. I find that I get to do more activities. My... Um, going out bill has gone way down. Like even when you, go, when I go to dinner, like it's just a cheaper tab um, than if I were to have drinks. Um, and I just don't ever feel the desire. Honestly, that's really just what it comes down to. I just don't feel the desire and I don't feel the pressure too. So um, that's my update. That's six months without alcohol and we'll see how much longer I go for. I'm really loving it. I would love to get to a year and do this episode in another six months. But if you guys want to continue on with my no alcohol journey, I post about it from time to time on my Instagram. I have like a mocktail highlight on there um, from like some mocktails and stuff, but my camera's flashing at me and so is my recorder. So I'm out of battery on both and I got to go. Guys, thank you so much for watching this episode of Manifest with Tori Simone. I hope you loved it. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please rate it in um, the wherever platform you're listening, just rate it five stars. It takes two seconds and it helps the show so much. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you guys all so much. Have a wonderful Monday, happy manifest Monday, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye guys.